jumps it now. They want to get it to Stoudemire. They want to get it to Stoudemire. Got to hurry now. Seven seconds. Here he comes. It's one-on-one -on -one with Lonick. Lonick stays. Almost stolen. They've got it. Two seconds. Robinson at the buzzer. Yes. 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 Robinson at the buzzer. Musburger and Dick Vitale, Stanford over Arizona. PK could not have been happier to see the Wildcats go down. Nick Robinson will join us briefly. He hit the shot. Now he's a Cougar assistant coach, and they're coming off a big win at home over Baylor. That's the beauty of sports. You go to a game, and it very well could be a moment that will live on for however long. And that was one of them. You know, the ball gets popped out. He fires it up there and goes in at home. Uh, and Tiger Woods is sitting on the front row, standing on the front row at that point. And has obviously had the Stanford connection there. And I don't even know when that was. But it's still, to this day, it's awesome. And it was against the the just, just the debacle of a group of people that is known as the University of Arizona basketball program. <laughs> Debacle of a group of people. Okay. Nick Robinson joins us now. Nick, good morning. Good morning, guys. We just had Brent Musburger screaming and yelling after you hit the shot to beat Arizona. We did that just to put PK in a good mood for you. <laughs> That's fantastic. The rush you get playing, the rush you get coaching i think we can imagine even if we can't know we can imagine the rush when that shot goes in and beats arizona what's the rush you get as a coach though when you see your guys playing well again because that's three out of four now that's five out of seven and obviously that was a nationally ranked baylor team what's the adrenaline rush like now you know it's an incredible rush uh, for us to be able to respond um, after the performance that we had on Saturday uh, was very satisfying uh, for our entire team, um, not just the, the entire Marriott Center and Rock Nation and Cougar Nation, right? Um, you know, we were extremely pleased with the effort, the energy, uh, the focus, and we're super excited and very satisfied after that victory. Khalifa, wow, what a game, what a player. You know, I had the opportunity to interview him after you first got him, and his story, aside from basketball, is just incredible. So you're going to root for a kid like that. I'm wondering, he puts his name in the transfer portal uh, last year. What do you guys know about him at the time, and how do you go about uh, researching and doing your homework to say that's a player that we'd be interested in? Well, we knew uh, about Ali because we actually had pretty good relationships with the staff over at Sh at Charlotte uh, that were long, uh, you know, long term relationships. And so, to be able to follow that team as they went on to win uh, the CBI last year was essentially a huge turnaround for the entire program. And so, we had a, a semblance of an idea that he had been extremely well coached. Um, that his defensive fundamentals uh, were very solid, that he had a high IQ. And then we started to look at the stats and the film and realized, wow, he can really pass this basketball. He can really shoot the basketball. He might be a really good fit at BYU once he's in the transfer portal. So it was, um, 
you know, a great opportunity for us to be able to get him on the phone, uh, for us to be able to find out a little bit more about his story, and then to go through the pretty quick uh, transfer portal recruiting process with him. And we're grateful that he decided to come to BYU. Passing is an interesting skill in basketball, and I get the physical stuff of being able to pass off the dribble, kind of do two things at once, and and also willing passers. Some people just don't want to pass, so they'll never be a good passer. But there's something extra to see some of the passes he sees and to see them as soon as he sees them. Can you coach that up, or is that just something somebody has or doesn't have? You know, he brought a lot of that to us, meaning he was raised uh, – uh, in basketball, uh, you know, with an older sister um, who's coached him extremely well and, uh, you know, allowed him to, uh, you know, kind of grow under her tutelage. And then he spent uh, multiple years uh, in Australia uh, where they know, where we know that they, you know, uh, teach very fundamental skilled basketball. Uh, and then again, right at Charlotte, he, uh, you know, was well coached. And so he brought a lot of his vision um, his skill in passing, his ability to be able to read plays. And so we've been fortunate, uh, you know, Coach Feger and Coach Pope, uh, you know, have done a great job uh, of orchestrating, you know, some of our offensive schemes uh, to fit his skills. You mentioned that recruiting, you know, you talk about recruiting at the with the high school kids. You establish the relationship early, you know, maybe ninth grade or so, and then it's built up over years and then the kid commits and so forth and so on. In the transfer portal, how condensed is it? Because it seems like high school kids years transfer portal days. Is that accurate? That's absolutely accurate. I mean for us, uh, you know, we uh, generally try to do everything that we can to uh, get in contact with the player or those that are closest to him, um, you know, once they're in the transfer portal within the first, you know, you know, couple of hours. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the, the dating slash courting period uh, takes about 24 to 48 hours to see if there's actual mutual interest. And then from there, uh, you know, it's really about a two and a half to three weeks, sometimes a month process. Uh, if you're lucky to get to that stage, uh, where an individual has uh, now, you know, evaluated the schools, um, evaluated, uh, you know, what they're looking for, uh, and evaluated the opportunity that might be available to them uh, at the, you know, top two or three schools. And then the decision process is made. Uh, you know, the difference uh, between high school versus uh, kind of the transfer portal is uh, all the individuals in the transfer portal went through the high school recruiting process. And so they understand kind of what uh, college recruiting is like. They understand what college is now. Uh, and so they have an understanding of what it means to uh, be in, in, in essentially what is most important to them. So once they're able to find out what's most important to them, uh, you know, it makes the recruiting matching uh, process a little bit easier. Obviously, you tried to educate yourself on the Big 12 and prepare as coaching staff for this move, but you can't know everything. You anticipated a lot of this, but what's the biggest surprise been? You know, I think the biggest surprise is uh, what we uh, were told, but you can't really know until you experience it, uh, that the Big 12 is a gauntlet, that every single night um, is a physical um, uh, battle. Uh, it's uh, very, very high-level coaching. It's very high-level uh, individual players. It's very high-level teams. 
And so uh, we understood uh, that, but we had not experienced it. Uh, now we're 13 games in and uh, have a better sense of what that is uh, and what it means uh, to be <laughs> in the middle of the gauntlet. Um, and we're uh, super excited about the next game. You've had decent success on the road, and you know you won a couple of ball games in conference, and you had some other ones that obviously you could have won. And then at home, you know lost a couple of ball games, but you've had some great, great wins. So the ability is there to find success no matter where you play. What do you do need to do to channel the good stuff on the road when you go? Excuse me, the good stuff at home when you go on the road these next couple of ball games. Yeah, when we're playing at home, clearly uh, Cougar Nation, The Rock, uh, the Marriott Center, um, you know, provides uh, an incredible amount uh, of, uh, uh, you know, excitement. Um, It provides an incredible amount of support. And so we're so grateful for the opportunity we have to, you know, be in the Marriott Center. Um, And so, uh, you know, with two more games uh, at home, um, you know, we're excited about, uh, you know, what that brings. But with three more games on the road, uh, we really have got to channel uh, the togetherness, the toughness, the grit, the uh, fight that we uh, brought as a team, uh, you know, like we did in, in uh, last night's game. And so, uh, you know, our ability to be able to focus in uh, in those areas and to really trust uh uh, the guys, right, to really trust one another in their defensive assignments and rotations and their offensive execution, um, uh, you know, really honing in on that process is really the key for us uh, as we move forward in any game. How much are you opening eyes and recruiting since everything happens at the same time with the way you've played this year? Uh, sorry, sorry, say that one more time. With the way that you're debuting in the Big 12 – how is that changing the recruiting process for you? Great. Thanks for repeating that. Um, I think that that, uh, you know, really continues to open up doors, right? BYU has an incredible history, right? There's been so many teams and players that have uh, built the program to this point. Uh, but to be in the number one conference in the country, uh, to be uh, in the top 25 for as many weeks as we've been in, uh, to get a huge home win headed down the stretch, um, you know, with the sights of postseason uh, right there, uh, you know, the opportunity that this provides and the exposure that it provides uh, will really help us, uh, you know, as we continue to uh, recruit and, uh, you know, prepare for, uh, you know, recruiting and future uh, teams uh, in the Big 12. Your playing rotations have been interesting to me because, you know, Foose was down and then it took him a while to get back. And then a couple games you went on the road, and he was huge. Uh, and then he's not getting as many minutes. Trey Stewart uh, wasn't getting any minutes. Now he's getting some. And uh, my question then, the point I'm making, is how much is Coach Pope and you guys going by feel as opposed to set rotations in terms of minutes played per game? Yeah, one of the things that uh, we've been really fortunate over the course of the season uh, when we've had guys out of the lineup is we've had uh, multiple guys uh, step up. And, uh, you know, as we've gone through the Big 12 uh, schedule and seen every team uh, essentially outside of Kansas and TCU uh, for the first time, um, you know, we're able to uh, continue to evaluate the rotations um, from an analytical perspective, from a field perspective, from an in-game uh, perspective. And so, 
you know, every individual understands that they've got to be ready to come in and perform at a high level because every game is a high-level game. And so uh, I think it's a combination of all of those areas as we, uh, you know, continue to uh, try to uh, work through the rotations game by game uh, so that we can be successful. Obviously, you have to hit threes in this era of basketball. It's it's really three-dependent. But some of your guys, their movement off the ball and their ability to cut and get you easy buckets, and Noah Waterman had a great cut and got a dunk, uh, and he actually got a couple of them. How do you keep your guys invested in that part of the game? Because it's natural for players to think, hey, the three's going or it's not going, and be out there. And, and you can't exclusively live and die by that. So how do you get those other moments in the game where a guy on the weak side sees somebody turn their head and goes to the hoop and gets you an easy two? Well, because we're such a threat from three, I mean, it allows us offensively to be able to take advantage of some cutting opportunities. Um, in addition, right, Foos um, and clearly Ali uh, have become much better in terms of reading the opportunities uh, to uh, pass the ball to amazing cutters. Um, you know, Richie, Noah, you mentioned, Trevin, uh, Jackson, uh, you know, each of those guys uh, clearly – Right, do a great job from three, which means uh, that teams are going to guard them uh, in such a way that we can have opportunities at the rim. And so uh, it's the combination of being great cutters, but also having great passers uh, to be able to uh, provide us those opportunities. I saw a quote from uh, Ari Emma, who coaches the women's basketball at UConn, obviously has been extremely successful, and he was saying that you know, everybody has a role on the team. Some, uh, in his case, women, obviously, would be to score 20 points a game, and but not everybody has that role. But everybody has the role, particularly to bring energy to what you're trying to accomplish every day. And your role can be different, uh, score, defender, whatever it might be, screener. And you look at Saunders, and when I saw that quote, first guy I thought of was Saunders because somehow he manages to bring energy to everything that he does, at least from our perspective, when I turn on the television to watch. Can you speak to how important that is? Yeah. Richie's energy is incredible. Uh, I mean, you know, he brings that type of energy every single day. And we've got, uh, you know, additional guys uh, that bring you know, their maximum energy every single day in practice. And so, you know, it's one of those areas where, uh, you know, Richie's ability to be able to bring uh, some energy, right, uh, in a lot of different spaces. But last night, you know, specifically, we saw incredible energy from Spencer Johnson on the offensive glass. Uh, you know, I think he had five offensive rebounds. Uh, you know, for Dallin Hall to have, I think, four offensive rebounds last night was incredible energy, you know, that allowed us to be able to uh, shoot, you know, essentially 15 more times, um, you know, than BYU or than uh, Baylor did last night. You know, in addition, you know, each of our guys understands the standard of energy that we need to bring defensively. Um, you know, Coach Fennell has done a great job of, uh, you know, making sure that guys – uh, you know, game in and game out, uh, you know, with a few bumps on the road, uh, you know, have brought a consistent, focused energy uh, on the defensive end. And so, uh, you know, it's one of the things that, you know, we hope that each of our guys can bring uh, the maximum level of energy that they are capable of doing uh, and lean into their strengths on the floor. And we're able to see Richie, uh, you know, lean into one of his absolute strengths, which is, uh, you know, playing. Uh, hard, physical, tough every minute that he's on the floor. 
BYU assistant basketball coach Nick Robinson joining us here on The Zone. Your next game is at Kansas State. They had off to a great start, but they've lost seven of their last eight. The one win was over Kansas, so it's a quality win. But nonetheless, they've lost seven of eight. When you look at the tape, they're vulnerable somewhere. They're getting beat somewhere. Where? What do you guys need to attack? Where have their issues been? Yeah, Kansas State, you know, is a very good basketball team, right? They're well coached. Um, they're physical. They're tough. Uh, they've played better at home, um, you know, over the course of the season. Uh, you know, for us, we really feel like we've got to attack uh, in the areas that BYU has been successful in, meaning uh, we want to uh, do what we can to be in transition. We want to uh, shoot um, you know, as many great threes as we can. We want to be very, uh, you know, physical and on our toes uh, as we move through screening and uh, cutting, uh, which we've talked about on the, uh, you know, to this point. But in addition, defensively, uh, you know, we've got to be a, a really, really good in our transition defense. That's where they, uh, you know, have found a lot of success. Um, you know, and in the half court, we've got to make sure that we uh, limit, uh, you know, their top guys. Uh, to, uh, you know, what they uh, don't want to do. <laughs> we want to, you know, force them into some of their weaknesses. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a really tough, uh, tall task and, a, and a, a great challenge for us off of a, a really good win uh, versus Baylor. Uh, but I'm excited for our guys and we're excited as a, as a team and as a staff uh, for the opportunity. If I had to identify one reason for your team's gr- big-time success this season. There's been no question about that. I think I would boil it down to simply continuity because the transfer portal hasn't been that big of a factor this year, and everybody uh, outside of uh, Khalifa, basically, has been with the team and knows what to expect. Would you agree with that, that continuity is is that important? Because I put it pretty high on the list. I definitely believe that the guys that have been in the program – uh, right for now, uh, a year and you know three quarters uh, have benefited from the continuity. Um, but it's not just so much the continuity, right? Uh, it's really been the connectedness uh, of our guys. Uh, we were fortunate to be able to go on a foreign tour, um, you know, with those that joined the team brand new, uh, and that really connected our guys. And so when we entered fall camp and then we went through uh, the non-conference season, uh, they were able to lean on each other more and more and more and really, uh, you know, provide uh, incredible internal leadership. And so uh, for us to be able to see that consistently has gotten us through um, you know, many of the tough stretches that we've had in Big 12 play. Uh, but we've also been able to see uh, that that connectedness, um, you know, of this particular team um, has really been able to show itself in our responses, uh, you know, just like we had last night versus Baylor. Among the Stanford people, because you're a proud Stanford alum, as you should be, you guys all think that that, that, that mad dog guy, Mark Madsen, is a traitor now for coaching at Cal? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, <laughs> Coach <laughs> Coach Madsen um, has had an incredible, uh, you know, coaching career path to this point. Um, and so, you know, he's uh, doing everything he can to take advantage of the opportunities that are provided to him. And, and that was an incredible uh, opportunity for him to uh, go from Utah Valley into the Pac-12. Um, you know, and now the ACC, I guess, in, you yeah, know, three months' time. Yeah, but Cal, um, come you know, on, but, how could you do that? You know, it still feels, uh, you know, very weird, uh, you know, to see him, uh, you know, in, 
and, uh, uh, you know, some yellow and, and yellow and blue. Um, but, uh, you know, as a, uh, you know, as a Stanford alum, uh, you know, I'm excited for uh, the guys that uh, continue to have success. Um, you know, in whatever profession that they're in. I mean, we've got guys that are in commercial real estate and, um, you know, in, in Amazon and, uh, you know, running startups and all sorts of things. And so they've changed their jersey as well. And so I'm not mad at any of them for, uh, uh, you know, pursuing incredible, uh, you know, dreams uh, at this particular stage. But I want you to know I'm an Arizona State grad and you'll forever be my favorite Stanford player because of that shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that even 20 years later we're able to uh, bring smiles to uh, people's faces, uh, you know, with that incredible moment. Absolutely would have been a better answer, though. When you said absolutely, I got to admit, my heart fell a little bit when you said not. That would have been funny if you'd just gone at Mark, just for the fun of it. <laughs> he would have loved it, too. Uh, Drop the hammer on him. But teammates hey you gotta you gotta stick up for each other when you got the stanford connection and mike montgomery made hey. it okay mike made it okay because he did it too so everybody hey, else so, can follow I mean, him so one of the things about uh, you know coach Matson about mad dog is he was actually my host on my recruiting visit uh, right so i've got nothing but love for that man there you go well nick we appreciate a few minutes after the big win congratulations good luck at kansas state and uh you know keep an eye on the scores and if you see arizona lose you know pk's happy <laughs> <laughs> guys hey thanks for having me on go Cougs, and i really appreciate the time all right thank you nick nick robinson assistant basketball coach at byu coming off the win over 11th ranked baylor at home yeah, but uh, Montgomery didn't play for Stanford. No, he didn't. He coached Stanford. Didn't help he? him get to the Final Four. Well, he coached him. I mean, for 20 years? He did, but yeah, still. Yeah, I mean, he was a Stanford guy. No. Well, oh, you coached him higher hands. Not after 20 years. Come on. After 20 years, you're in the club. Uh, except he left. <laughs> he so did. there was the club. <laughs> Screw <did>. you, club. <laughs> you get to move on with your life. That was a situation where he went to the NBA and so the Stanford right. thing. And, and I actually thought Matson was going to get the Stanford job this year because I thought they were going to make a change with Haas, and they didn't. Didn't. Timing is everything. And they had a number of people, like, rip them for not making a right. move. And they're oh, going yeah. to make it in the next year or two, yeah, so absolutely. maybe he goes it's over then. It's not getting any better, <laughs> yeah, right. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Coming up, everything you missed in this show next. Stay with us. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Joining us now, guard for the Utah Jazz, the one and only Keontae George. Tell us about getting back in the starting lineup and how you're approaching it. I'm still approaching, approaching the game the same way I did. You know, when I was rather I was starting, come off the bench, I was preparing like a starter. So I know when I went into the game, um, I knew how guys were in pick and roll. I knew what they were doing off ball. You know, of course, there's a difference between starting the game and coming off the bench. But for me, it was just about how can I be effective in the role that, that I'm put in. So it's great to you know, be the starting point guard for a great organization, and you know, not a lot of people get this opportunity. So I'm never going to take it for granted. I'm going to continue to work my tail off, continue to trust Will and you know his staff, continue to trust my teammates, and continue to work to gain the trust of the older guys. And so it's a great journey. It's, of course, it comes with some adversity, but you know, I love it. So just continuing to grow more and more into my role. Hear Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. The John Watson Chevrolet Player of the Week honors the best basketball players, boys and girls high school players in northern Utah every week. Our winners this week are Carly Mayfield of Northridge 
And Mickey Martin of Layton. Northridge won their final two games of the regular season as Mayfield scored 14 points in a 48-41 win over Woods Cross and 11 in a 51-44 win at Bonneville. Martin led the Lancers to a pair of wins to close out the regular season with a 22-1 record and the Region 1 title as he notched 22 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists in the 77-74 win over Weber before scoring 15 in a 75-62 win over Fremont. See why new and used car buyers give John Watson Chevrolet more 5-star reviews than any other Chevy dealer in Utah. John Watson Chevrolet, your 5-star Chevy dealer. And it's time now to get you up to speed on everything we've talked about over the course of the last three and a half hours. And it's brought to you by Tim Dolly Mazda Southtown. Find your new Mazda at the south end of the valley at Tim Dolly Mazda Southtown. That's Tim Dolly Mazda Southtown in Sandy. Big home wins for Utah State and BYU. They take down nationally ranked teams at home. You had the number on Utah State, 19-109 and against ranked teams. This is a rarity. It is something to savor. And the Spectrum crowd looked like it was savoring it. They split with San Diego State. Hopefully we'll get a third meeting in the conference tournament. Let oh, these, yeah, that'd be cool. Let these two Sam go at it again. Sam Merrill at the buzzer? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> or almost at the buzzer? Right. That probably doesn't go over that well with that. Uh, Sam Merrill's a freaking stud. stud. <laughs> da, 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 da. Probably doesn't go over that well with CSU or Nevada or Boise State so or any of the other contenders. We're not doing a show there. <laughs> Give us the big dog. Well, I mean, again. it's clear they've been able to sprinkle some magic upon this basketball no, team. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Head coach Danny Sprinkle reference. He's probably never heard that before. Little did I know when I was doing the preseason previews for the uh, sporting news um, stuff, and their coach would always talk about for, for three years when I did it, Danny Sprinkle. And now here he is coaching. Yeah. I just remember, I mean, Sprinkle's a, not a name. You're, it's a name you're going to remember. Yeah, yeah, Danny Sprinkle. And here he is in state coaching and clearly the runaway coach of the year in the conference. They got the top spot now. Half game in front of Boise State. They got to buy this weekend. And then a fairly cushy finish for the Aggies. Three and one, worst case scenario, and really four and oh, and five straight wins because if they win the last four, then they're going to be the top seed. And right, right. how to beat the eight seed or nine seed, whoever wins that game. Yeah, that's why I say until they Rattle get to off. the semis, minimum four and one. I'd be shocked. If it was anything else. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, I would favor them at home against anybody that in the conference. Yeah, New Mexico, certainly. Which on paper looks like the toughest and game. New Mexico eh, handled them pretty uh, easily. In, in the pit. Yeah, so they got some... Opportunity they had to have to a little motivation. Yeah. It'll be senior night because that's the last home game. It's the last regular season game. What is senior night now? <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what senior night is anymore. they got to be able to find one senior. <laughs> Isn't there somebody here that this matters to a lot, or are you all hired guns that just got here? Yeah. Let's send the seniors out the right way. Do we have any seniors? Well, well yeah, who's really a senior? <laughs> I've been and saying goodbye to Cam Rising for four years. <laughs> and you coming back for your fifth or sixth year? Yeah. This guy, he, I'm going to call him the cat, man. He's got more lives than any college football player ever for the U of U. Uh, I know Darius Brown is a senior. He's a, he's a six-year, three-school guy. Yeah, but you never know. So... Senior night that year, that year in Logan. I thought it was so stupid to give the college basketball kids another year. The season was over. You lost the NCAA tournament, but they gave him another year. Yeah, 
everybody gets right. a year. So like BYU, which didn't make the tournament. Yeah. This and Utah, which didn't make the tournament, <laughs> get a bonus year. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that just didn't make any sense to me, man. Somebody's always going to get jammed up. They just kick the can down the road. I have a niece who's a freshman, and she plays on the women's soccer team at the University of Idaho, and the freshmen don't play because they're loaded with fourth, fifth, and sixth-year players, and at their level, they're pretty good. I think they finished second in the biggest guy. I'd have to go look. So the freshmen aren't playing, so they're losing a year. But the other kids got taken care of for missing 2020. And there's nothing like soccer. It just runs deep in the Sniggledorf family. <laughs> As it turns out. Yeah. But but her brother is, uh, is a baseball guy all the way. Who knew? And it was just a way to get out of the office. <laughs> it wasn't a way to get out of the office. It's a way to program I, the Saturday I night show. I only know what I'm told. And you, I... <laughs> I've already explained to you why that's BS, and you've gone, yeah, that's BS. I love that he loves to defend it every time, Yuck. Because you lie on a regular basis. <laughs> I'm about truth, justice, and the American way. Da, 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 yeah, but if da, you da, da, lie da. about things you don't give a crap about, is it really a lie? Yes. <laughs> it is. We like our last day, whatever that comes. Yeah, you got out of the office. That's why you do the soccer. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, these are the little things that entertain us, aren't they? They really are, actually. <laughs> So you want it out of the office. I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> Games over studio shows, 99 times out of 100. Fine. Good for yeah. you. And so you crapped on others. That, you know, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> or guaranteed their employment. <laughs> I'm fine with it. It didn't affect me either way. Uh-huh. <laughs> Utah State wins. BYU gets a W. All is well. We got a lot of people reacting. How cool is it to have two awesome teams in state? And they ought to, they ought to get seated in the tournament. Right now, they'll both be seated to win in the first round, which I guess you can say increases the pressure. But what is pressure other than opportunity? Opportunity you want to seize. Bring it. But we'll get to those pressure games in a month. Yeah, it'll be fun when we get there, for sure. We've talked a lot about the Utah Jazz this morning. Tim Lacombe came on and said 65% chance they come back with a three-game win streak here. It's Charlotte, it's San Antonio, and then a road trip to Atlanta. Well, I want to see what they look like tomorrow night. I'm expecting a much better effort. Because I got it in, uh, what was it, the fourth game since the trade or the third? Uh, the third since one trade and the fourth since the other. That's okay. why you're a little blurry. Okay. There was one game in between the two trades. Yeah. Uh, and they lost all four. But the fourth one, eyeball test, they just looked like a better team. They they look more inspired. Well, you're pros. you got to get past it. You, you do. you got to shake it off. It's not coming back. So what It's you, not what like you, you're the yeah. only team that it's ever happened to. You're going to play terrible and play your way out of the league? I mean, at some point, you just got to go play. Right. So I'm expecting uh, a much better effort. As soon as immediately, which is tomorrow. Getting to the playoffs seems like a tall order, so the more interesting thing here is are they going to have the ninth, 10th, or 11th, or 12th pick in the draft? Because obviously it's top 10 protected. Are they keeping the pick or not? Seems to be the drama down the stretch. Maybe something unexpected will unfold, and then getting into one of those playing games will become possible. They play really well. Somebody else plays poorly or has an injury and can't yeah, keep up the pace. It's almost like it's too early. 
Give me a couple of more weeks. Get me to March, you know, first, second week of March, and then maybe I could uh, see what that's about. Gotta, I'm just interested you in seeing get to a the final, now. Final quarter of the season, 26 games left right now. Well, because of what happened to the team, uh, let's see what they got going forward here. Can can you muster up a better effort and get past it and got rotations and so forth? And, and now we look at uh, what, what they've got. I'm expecting... Expecting them to at least hang around. I don't think they should be like eight games out. Well, they're four behind the Lakers now and two and a half behind the Warriors after the disastrous week at home with the Warriors and Lakers. But they got they've got some bad teams coming in. So beat Charlotte, beat San Antonio, start the road trip with a win in Atlanta. We'll see how the next week goes. And then we'll have a better read on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to hear tomorrow night, well, man, at least they didn't quit. Against <laughs> Charlotte. Yeah, no. He's, well, Charlotte have quit. None of that. None of that nonsense. Charlotte's 13 of 41 and trading guys away. And and they played hard. Forget that. Win the freaking game. We talked a little bit expansion. There's a big story out on ESPN about baseball expansion cities. Where might Major League Baseball go? The timeline seems to be the commissioner who said he's going to be done in five years. We'll see if that's true. He says he's going to be done in five years, and he'd like to announce the teams, although they probably won't be playing when he steps down. But they at least announce them, and they usually give teams a couple of years to get organized, get players, put guys in the minors, and start selling tickets and sponsorships and get everything organized. Yeah, I mean, you got to go through a couple of drafts. Yep. To be able to field a, not a team, but... An organization of right start building a, ball get a rookie up. team up to A up to double A and get things going right. That story is uh, on our uh, on my uh, Twitter feed at David DJ James. If you want to go read it? All right. Anything else you want to pass along to the people? I love them dearly. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, your feedback next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. It is time for the feedback of the day. What you have to say about the stuff we've been talking about, and we have been talking about rebuilding and about big wins. Huge wins for BYU and Utah State. How awesome is it to have two great in-state teams? U-State Iceman, it would be even awesomer parentheses, if that's a word, close parentheses, if they were both seated in the Salt Lake bracket and met up in the second round with Utah State winning 81-78. Oddly specific. Seems like that would be hard to do. Yes. And they usually try to take care of the top four teams in each region, so they're the ones that get the priority on playing regionally. The next group of four can get taken care of, but they don't always. What's the other one in the West? Uh, I'd have to look that up. Because my thought would be Arizona would, unless there's one closer. The 2024 team, let's see, in the West, uh, Spokane. Spokane, Washington. So I look for Arizona to come here. Because they're going to take care of the one seed. Well, I don't know that there'll be a one seed, but there'll be the highest West seed. Yeah, if there are two, they'll still get taken care of. Yeah. Maybe one of them can get here. Yeah. And the next closest is Omaha, which isn't that close. 
No, no, obviously not. It would be awesome if both teams played the Delta Center in March. I fear BYU will get priority because of the Sunday play rule, though. Is it a Thursday, Saturday? Uh, the Delta Center is a Thursday, Saturday. Spokane is a Friday, Sunday. Okay. Well, and the yeah. Omaha I speak of is also a Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. 15-hour drive, a little bit of a haul. Did it once. That would be awesome if they got sent here. I know I'd go root my heart out for the Cougars. <laughs> Why do you say stuff like that? Because I'd want them to win. It's good for the show. Okay. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> you going to root for them to lose? Out. What good does that do no, us? No, you root for the – I thought you said for the Cougars and the Aggies. If no, the Aggies no, I was got thinking if here. just one yeah. got sent here. Both of them, fine, but I'm yeah. figuring just one. I mean, why do I say that? Oh, I'm a hardcore cougar. I've got no problem admitting that. I don't, I mean, admitting it in certain situations. BYU, Colton says, BYU lost to Craig Smith. Can't classify them as great. That's Colton, hashtag positive vibes only, at Aggie Fan Colton. Setting the positive vibes aside for a second to to take a shot at BYU. They lost to Utah. They did. On the road. Yep. In a close game. That was a tight game. Without Foose. Foose. No Foosini. Jen, the state of Utah can hoop. Jen is pumped up. Yeah. Brian says he thinks BYU and Utah State are on track for top six seeds in the same year. Has that ever happened? I don't know. I would have to say no. I don't remember two of the I don't remember two local teams being that seated that well. It's very well, what, rare. What has Utah State's best seed ever been? Uh, I'd have to look that up. I do not know that off the top of my head, but I would think six would be it. Yeah, in the 30 years that we've been here. Right. Yeah, I don't remember. Coming out of the Big West. If you ain't Vegas, you no. ain't high-seeded. No, they got a lot of 12 seeds. Right, right. Once they got a 15 and had to play number two Arizona up in Boise. Is it sent a up joke? To that game. I agree. was well, a joke. Yeah. They just reserve the 15 seed for Harold the Show Arsenault. <laughs> <laughs> I also asked, what's your level of patience for the Jazz rebuild? Austin says, I'm losing interest over the amount of times we're rebuilding. Well, it's only been a little more than a year and a half. They basically rebuilt once a decade. You didn't have to rebuild in the 90s. But since then, you're you've paying had to for the basketball gods are begging you pay for that. <laughs> Twenty years rebuilding once a decade. I think the problem is that the rebuilds haven't led to deep playoff runs. They've got one Western Conference final in 25 years. That's not a lot. It's only one, I believe. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's only seven. Yeah, it's seven playoff series they've won in in 25 years. Okay, sure. If you want That's to go not that. a lot. It's a little bit of a different story, but. Yeah, ben says it, it does seem like it will never end. I've lost almost interest, all interest in the Jazz as a fan. Yeah, but will you get it back when they win? Oh, fire yeah, up without, the bandwagon! Yeah, it's coming. Scoot Sam over. says, "Oh, this is it. This is the answer." Jay Z is uh, waiting for. This is the answer. Ryan Smith is definitely waiting for. What's your level of patience for the Jazz rebuild? Sam, ten. Period. Do whatever it takes to bring us a Larry Ob. Larry OBT? Exactly. Okay. The Larry O'Brien Trophy. <laughs> Braves fan? I don't watch anymore, really. Brent, I'm losing it now. I barely watch. Kathy the Librarian says she has won. 
total opposite end of the spectrum from Sam, and it's 10. So that means she's running out? Yep. Linda's done. Zero! So then she'll be quiet, huh? Hear him at one man of courage. They have lost me. Don't care anymore. Ah, (laughs) bullcrap. Just don't believe people. I don't. I don't believe when they say that. (laughs) They'll be back in a heartbeat. You can be disinterested, but that's different than being lost. Yes. I don't want to pay to every don't want to pay attention to every detail of this rebuild. Right, because I know it's I, going to take a I while. So why obsess? Right, but you're not lost. And Sonia, of course, provides the gif. It's been 84 years from the Titanic. Is that Kate Winslet? <laughs> <laughs> After she went through the time machine at the end of the movie. Okay, got it. All yeah. right, DJ and PK, we're all done. Jake and Ben are up next, right here on the Zone.